Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Savvy Time, the podcast. I am your host, Astrid Zagazetta, and on this podcast, I like to educate and motivate on topics relating to wellness, self-improvement, and the art of aligning, of staying connected to your truest self. So on Wednesday, I actually introduced the topic of the circadian rhythm and also checked in with everyone. I asked if you listened to your body. I hope you have been paying attention to its needs and what it has asking you for, what it has been asking you for um, for the past few days, but I know you definitely will, or at least I hope you do after you listen to this episode, because today I'm going to dive a little deeper into what the circadian rhythm is and how getting in tune with our inner clocks can increase our quality of life. It's my favorite topic. It's my favorite topic to speak about, to listen about, to learn about. I love this topic. So I just want to tell you that months before I even started this podcast, I somehow began researching about this rhythm. I genuinely do not know how I found out about it, but I started doing my research and I came across this one video and I watched it more than three times because I was so intrigued by the topic and I was so fascinated by by how our bodies work. I watched it so many times and all the other videos from this specific doctor just to grasp all the information so that I can apply it to my daily habits. Now, when I started applying it into my daily habits, I did notice a positive outcome. I noticed an improve in my mood and improve in my overall health, which is why I want to speak about this today. So get ready to take notes, grab a pen, grab a pencil, grab some paper, open the notes up, or just take mental notes. But before I begin, I do want to give you a quick disclaimer that I am not a healthcare professional. I'm no scientist. I am a young lady who enjoys educating herself on topics relating to wellness, to health, and remember to take everything I say with a grain of salt and do your own research. But to be honest, this information that I'm about to give you, don't take it with a grain of salt. Just take it as it is. And then if you want to do your research, do your research. But this is the real deal, okay? Like always, the resources I have used for this episode will be linked down below. Anyway, what is a circadian rhythm? If you haven't heard of it, the circadian rhythm is our 24-hour biological clock. It's a light and dark cycle, but mostly known as the sun's day and night cycle. Nearly every organ, every cell in our body has its own clock. Therefore, every organ and every cell has its own peak performance times and rest times. Our brain is a master clock. It's in charge of synchronizing all the clocks in our body. Nearly every living thing has its own circadian rhythm. I'm talking about plants, animals, fungi, bacteria. You can think anything that's a living thing has its own circadian rhythm. It's really important to understand how our bodies work and what it needs because when these clocks break down, it can lead to long-term health effects. It leads to diseases, health issues that can actually be preventable, but most likely you can improve your immune system to prevent them from getting worse or if you don't have any of these diseases, you can improve your immune system to prevent from getting them in the future. So to name a few, like I mentioned in my previous episodes, which is almost the same ones, most likely the mental ones, is depression, anxiety, ADHD, also bipolar disorder, PTSD, asthma, some types of cancer, obesity, and much more. The list the list actually goes on. And of course, there are other factors that contribute to having those health issues, but part of it is your clocks breaking down. 
part of it is abusing those clocks. The circadian rhythm affects your body temperature, your hormone release, your mood, your sleep, your alertness, your wakefulness, metabolism, and even your gut health. So synchronizing these clocks are extremely important to living a healthier lifestyle. Now you may be asking yourself, how do I synchronize my clocks? Well, let me tell you. So our eyes have a protein named melanopsin, and melanopsin is sensitive to blue light. It's present in 5,000 neurons of the eye, and those neurons are hardwired to the master clock in the brain, which consists 20,000 neurons. So the light that goes through our eyes travels to our master clock. Let's say your usual bedtime is 10 p.m., but one day you stay up late finishing some work on the computer or finishing an assignment. The blue light from your screen and that additional light that you have on in your room will convince your brain that it's daytime. That gets communicated to your entire body, so that right there already uncoordinated your clocks. The next day, you may feel extra tired. You may even be moody. And honestly, melanopsin is less sensitive to dimmed orange light or a yellow subtle light, so like a candlelight, including a red light. It's not sensitive to red light at all. I also heard it somewhere I don't know. While I was doing my research a long time ago, I heard it on a TED talk that as long as a light is below head level, your brain will think the sun is setting. So your body will produce enough melatonin to give you a good night's sleep. Compared to if the light is above you, above head level, and if that light is bright, it will create a wakefulness in your body. So when it's nighttime, middle of the night also, avoid blue light or white light, avoid screen light. Avoid any bright light so your brain doesn't get confused and creates a chemical imbalance. Your circadian rhythm is most sensitive to light two to three hours before going to sleep and an hour upon waking up. So does this still affect you if you're in an office all day or you're indoors or it's gloomy outside? Yes, it actually does because you don't really see the sun. Your eyes are not receiving sufficient natural blue light. And your brain will receive mixed signals and reduce alertness as well because it's not sure if it's daytime. Getting the proper amount of sunlight at least an hour can help increase wakefulness, prevent mental health disorders, improve your mood. Don't go out and stare at the sun directly. I'm not telling you to do that, but go outside and enjoy the sunlight. Not from your house or from your car. Stay outside and breathe that fresh air while you get some vitamin D. If you can't do an hour, aim for 10 to 15 minutes on a sunny day minimum. And if it's a cloudy day, aim for 20 to 30 minutes minimum as well. This is to realign your circadian rhythm. The more sunlight you can get, the better for your health. You can go on a walk, maybe while walking your dog, but aim for the sunlight. So remember how earlier I mentioned about the master clock? Well, to give you a little bit of more information, it is located in the hypothalamus, and your hypothalamus is actually in charge of regulating your body temperature, your mood, your hunger, your sleep, your blood pressure. And that's what the circadian rhythm is all about. So this is how it all connects. The way I think of it is having a lifestyle synchronized with the sun cycle. Waking up in time right before sunrise and going to bed shortly after the sun has set. Seeing the sun about an hour after waking up will reduce those high cortisol levels and also improve your mood for the day. Enough sunlight is not the only thing aligning your clocks. I just want to make that very clear. Getting enough sleep 
is also very important. So aiming for those eight hours because during sleep, your body releases hormones and chemicals to begin the rejuvenating process. So finding a consistent sleeping schedule will allow your body to know when it's time to wind down, when it can start releasing melatonin, and also preparing for the rejuvenating process. Restricting meals before bed also plays a big role because the time you eat matters. It really does. If you eat at different times and multiple times every day, your digestive system won't get enough rest. The same way that our body and overall needs to rest after a long day, the way we need a day, maybe two days off from the gym to let our muscles recuperate, the same way our eyes get tired from looking at the screen too much, and the same way we need time for ourselves, away from people, to recharge is exactly the same way our digestive system needs time to rest. Eating at the wrong times can lead to health issues and mostly to a poor gut microbiome. When you wake up, your gut is ready to eat and it's ready to absorb the food it can to provide you with the energy for the day. So some of those nutrients that you had for breakfast, it stores them as fat to continue providing that energy for you. Even though you wake up and you're possibly hungry, Avoid eating right away and wait an hour after you wake up to finally have breakfast. This will improve your digestion. You actually will be able to digest your food better if you wait an hour. You see, when you wake up, you're still sleepy and every organ is sleepy with you. So waiting an hour, your body will be fully awake and overall it will function better. So when you have consistent meal times, your body natural follows that use of that fat storage. Time restricted eating, very important. You don't need to eat every two to three hours. Now, don't pause the episode because you're like, oh no, this is like fake. No, no, no. You don't need to eat every two to three hours. That's a myth. If you don't eat for two to three hours, you won't die. It's okay. You will still live. In fact, Every time you eat, you're spiking your insulin. That's not healthy either, but I'm not going to get into what insulin is. That is a topic for a different episode about nutrition and about time-restricted eating times. That's going to be a topic for a whole different day, but you don't need food all the time. Anyway, back on topic, if you maintain that consistency, your last meal, which should be two to three hours before bed, your body will start preparing for that same process to repeat the next day. Since you're going to sleep, the focus is going to repairing anything your body needs to repair, not digesting your food. Consistent meal times, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating is crucial to living a healthy lifestyle, honestly, and it plays a big factor for your circadian rhythm. And most importantly, your first meal of the day. Eating breakfast at around the same time every day synchronizes all of your clocks. It gets your body ready for the rest of the day. So really important to keep that in mind as well. Exercising. We all know this is a need. And some people like to wake up and make it to a gym in 20 minutes after waking up. That's amazing. That shows a lot of discipline. That's great. If you want to keep doing that, keep doing that. I prefer exercising in the morning as well. But just so you know, exercising in the late afternoon or evening is actually more beneficial for us because by that time, our organs are fully awake. Our muscles, our joints, our ligaments are the most efficient. So we have a lower chance of getting an injury. 
You can exercise when you wake up, but waiting 45 minutes to an hour, your body will be more awake and also having a good warm-up, a good mobility routine will also help prevent injury. No matter what time of day you work out, warm up. Mobility is extremely important, so warm up, okay? Really quick, I want to share my experience with the whole circadian rhythm. So for me, I like to exercise in the morning. I actually like to get my workout done early in the day and then don't have to worry about it later, but I have noticed that I can only do weights an hour and a half after I wake up, and if I'm going to do some intense cardio, it has to be in the evening. I cannot do it in the morning or something will break down. It's not going to be my clocks breaking down. It's going to be one of my joints breaking down. So I need to wait for the evening to finally do that. But back to the whole circadian rhythm thing. Um, Actually, when I wake up, I like to aim for 30 minutes of sunlight. I go on a walk, maybe I would say 30 to 40 minutes after I wake up, I go on a walk with my puppy and I get the sunlight. And then Honestly, I am the happiest person ever because I try to not have my phone with me. I do have it for an emergency, but I try to not walk with music. I just like to connect to nature and that's it. And I feel a lot better throughout the day. My mood really improves and I am a lot more alert and awake. But anyway, got my sunlight, got my movement, had a fulfilling breakfast helped my cortisol levels go down, released that dopamine, which is why I'm in a better mood. And then that routine, I kept it up. And so my body starts picking up on that routine and is much better prepared for the day. Then my next meal, my next snack could possibly be around five and a half, six hours later. And it's usually something small. And then I aim for dinner at around 6 p.m. so that my body has enough time to digest the food so that I can go to sleep without having to worry about my food digesting. And that is the routine that my body started getting used to. And I started noticing better results. I started to notice my mood and overall being better, being less sleepy when I woke up and just an overall improve of performance in my daily life. That routine is what works for me, is what worked for me, is what works for my body, is what I felt helping align those clocks. So your meal times, your schedule varies due to your lifestyle and you have to find what's most convenient for you. A quick summary of the whole episode is wake up, get sunlight, An hour later, have breakfast, have consistent yet spaced out meal times, exercise for at least 30 minutes, no bright light two to three hours before bed and no meals either, and consistent sleeping times and aiming for eight hours. All right, but now for the challenge. The challenge is to do what I basically just summarized. No, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, start with one of these. Make it a habit and slowly start adding the rest until it becomes a routine and see what works best for you. See, maybe you need to get sunlight in the evening because that's the best time that you can get sunlight. Do that as long as you're getting sunlight. Track the habits if you need to. Get a habit tracker. Those don't really work for me, but they could work for you. So if you haven't used a habit tracker and you really want to get into tracking these habits, then you can go ahead and try that out. Maybe it really works. And now it's time for the affirmation. I honor my body by taking great care of it every single day. Repeat after me. I honor my body by taking great care of it every single day. You honor your body by taking great care of it every single day. 
that is the affirmation for the week. Repeat it every day if you have to, and make sure that you are honoring your body, okay? But anyway, that's all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a five-star rating so we can continue to grow our Savvy Time community. It takes less than five seconds. I will talk to you next time, and I hope you have a blessed and a prosperous day. Thank you.